0: and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time, and I'm ready to help you get started. Now, I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love, and each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Life You Love. This is your host, Kristen, and today I am actually going to share an excerpt of an a past podcast episode that I did with Rebecca Seats. She um, runs the Just One C Story production company, and they produce these amazing podcasts that are based on story. And the reason I want to share this excerpt is because so often we do forget that when we have an idea, we actually have to start putting it out into the world. We have to work with other people. And The idea is going to change or morph because once we involve more people, it's just going to change. And I have, she has a great conversation around this concept. And then she also talks about how at some point we're going to have something that isn't as successful as we want or a failure. And that is just an opportunity for us to learn and then kind of really ground ourselves in our humbleness so that when we move forward on other projects, we can learn and grow and keep moving forward. And she talks about how that's really a part of being an entrepreneur. So I wanted you to listen into that conversation because I think it's a great reminder and it's a really great part of the conversation I wanted to highlight. So here we go. Too often when people are starting something new or in our everyday lives, we do get stuck in um, like, oh, it's in my head. I have this idea for two years or I have a book I want to write. I know there's this book in me, but we, we, Putts around Mm -hmm. with it, or we have it in our brain, but we keep trying to make it perfect before we put it out into the world. Mm -hmm. But until you put it out into the world and you share it, you'll never know if there's validity to it or the way in which you're trying to deliver it. And so, do you have anything to say to that? Because
1: I think it's well, here's that's part of the
0: creative process, right? Is
1: it is the truth of that is that the idea in your head a thousand percent is not going to be what it ends up. It's flat out not. And I say that to you as somebody who has started multiple businesses myself, as the author of ten books, I'm a best-selling writer, as somebody who's worked on movies, and as somebody who writes CEO profiles for Founder Magazine and has for two years. You know, things from giant businesses. I mean, from you know, twenty three and Me, the huge companies that. There's an idea that you have, and it's a good, you know, that's a good phase to be in. You've got this original idea that you're excited about. That's good. But it no, no company or creative endeavor in the world was created with one human. It just doesn't work that way. We're humans. We don't operate solo 100%. And so if you're like, I really want to get this thing done, the best thing you can do is start putting it out there and then see how it evolves and changes. The one Story Network is, ex- is not exactly what I set out to do. It's just it doesn't have the exact stories that I thought would be done first. It has different ones. And then some of those stories are getting the interest from the Netflixes of the world to flip into, into screen projects and others are not, which is surprising to me because I thought some were more suited than others. You just never, you just never know. And I mean, this is a, um, a diff- can be a difficult thing to hear, but part of being a creator, literally a part of it is failure. That's yep. a, just as legit a part of it as something coming to fruition. So you're not ever going to get to that experience either if you don't start doing. So I, t- I tell a lot of entrepreneurs, do what you can with what you have right now. It doesn't matter how piddly it is. It doesn't matter how unfinished it is. It doesn't matter how embarrassing it. Do what you can with what you have right now. And that will get you to the next step. And at least that's the process that I observe and that I've
0: lived. (laughs) No, I think you're so right. I think it's partly it's uh, you have to show up in some way, which means with other people, whether it's private or public or using social. And then as you show up, you will have to iterate. It, it's guaranteed, yes. right? Whether that means you have to tweak a sentence or whether that means you have to get it in your case, maybe a, somebody new to say, do part of the script, whether like you said, you have to find a co-founder, whatever it is, you're going to have to, you know, you never know. Iterate.
1: And yeah. it's, I mean, I'm in the middle of, I said, well, I'm not in the middle of, I started in March of last year of this year, I think is when we began officially, I was under the mentorship of a venture capital firm in LA and I did it. Not because my company was ready for venture capital. It didn't need millions of dollars at that point. And I did it because venture capitalists had gotten wind of one of our companies that's patented and they were calling me and I didn't know how to have those conversations. Right. So I eventually got into a mentorship with with a venture capitalist. And what the, the, the process that my company went through in a very short four months of, okay, we started with this idea. And we're going to hold true to the motivation and the core of what we are, which is story people and getting stories out there that leave humans better. But the process we're going to follow is necessarily going to have to shift to also meet the interests of other people who are getting involved in the process. And that's a good thing. It makes it even better. I could never have envisioned all of the different ways that we would shift just in going through that process and in listening to others and allowing them to feed into the process. And it's, it's cooler. It's way more fun.
0: Right. <laughs> I love that. So let me ask you on that note, right, and just kind of like you said that that thing you didn't you didn't expect that uh, VCs were going to be coming and knocking on your door, but they were, right? No. Because yeah, you're growing this business or businesses, you know these these uh shows. But what do you think it takes one to do all these different things? You've done, you've played in different spaces, even those stories, the thread that goes through. Mm-hmm. But what does it take to be, you know, this kind of entrepreneur where you're? you know that it's okay to try new things, to add new things and to take risks. I
1: think one of the key components is to know yourself. Um, that can be a really scary thing if you haven't taken the time to do it because if you introduce yourself to yourself and you don't like what you see, well, now you've got to go through the process of changing and that that can feel like a giant waste of time if you're a business person and you're trying to check the next thing off on the to-do list. You know, today we finished pitch deck. Tomorrow we have investor meetings. And if you're try- if you're focused on those outcomes, recognizing coming full frontal into the place of, oh my gosh, I am operating from a place of fear or, oh my gosh, I am a person who has a really hard time operating as a team player or whatever that uncomfortable truth is that you discover about yourself. And now you have to start figuring out, well, how do I, how do I address that in myself? it can feel like a waste of time. So, but I promise you in the end, it's not having been somebody who, you know, I walked away from 38 years as a Southern Baptist evangelical because it wasn't serving. It was toxic. And that took years. I'm still in the process, you know, I'm five years removed from it and still having to learn new ways of being like being in the now, you're not taught to be in the now in that religion, you're taught to think about heaven and what's coming next. And that's what matters. So you have to run into these truths about yourself. But if you'll do that, it gets easier on the other side. Everything starts flowing much more easily. You are more authentically yourself. And so when it occurs, this at least is, is my truth and how it works for me, when it occurs to me of, you know what, I should go find somebody at Hulu and see if there's somebody there I can talk about flipping some of our projects into the, onto their screens, yeah. it doesn't occur to me to not it just makes sense as an evolution and maybe something will come of it and maybe it won't, but let me go find somebody and start that conversation. The questioning factor of am I being right goes away because it's inherently known. So it takes away a lot of the anxiety if you'll just do the work to understand and know yourself. So that's, that's a big thing that I tell people. And when you've learned about yourself, be honest with yourself about yourself (laughs) and to others, you know, there's a lot of, um, I see a lot of entrepreneurs do the whole fake it till you make it. it if you if you really knew what you're costing yourself mm-hmm. in faking it till you make it, if people don't know authentically where you are in the process, they can't help. So if I'm trying to pretend like I have millions of dollars in the bank and I have five, then why would anybody need to feed into my business? That doesn't make any sense. Right. So it's it's that you know being securing yourself to know you know, at the end of the day, I'm a storyteller, whether I have $5 in the bank or 5 million doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm a storyteller. <laughs> so just embracing that and going, is this something that I as a storyteller need to be engaged with? It's it's easier because I, I came into an awareness of this is just who and what I am. Not because anybody out there says that's what I am, because that's really what I am. So, oh,
0: so two, two things there. Well, first off to tell you, yeah, exactly. You're a storyteller. The, at the end of the day, we don't have to be some title someone tells us we are. Like on my business card and on my emails, one of my many—we uh, all have many titles—is encourager, and people are so surprised by that because it's not like uh. <laughs> I, I don't put like CEO, although I, you know, sure of my own business, but but it, to me, it's the it's the crux of it. Like that's what I do, no matter what service or content I'm putting out there, right? Like mm-hmm. to me, I feel like that's the gift I was given, you know, before anyone else, any other gift, and so. I love that. You're like, no, I'm a storyteller. Like no matter if that's I right. have any money or a lot of money, that's my thing. Right. Like I had that gift when I was little, like you said, you loved story. You were obsessed with story and you, you loved finding those stories and then telling them. So I love that. And then the next thing is, I love that. You're like, I'll just knock on Hulu's door. I mean, obviously you worked <laughs> in that area before, but
1: what I love about it is you're like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you <laughs> What's the yes? worst that can happen? They say, what? why are you calling me? And I'm like, I don't know. Seemed like a good idea. Thanks for taking the call. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you're so right. The point is, is, too many other people let the fear stand in their way. Instead of saying, it's the what if question, right? Instead of, you've turned it. You've turned the script. A lot of people go, what if I'll get embarrassed? What if my friends will laugh at me? What if they say no? And you're like, what if they said yes, which is what we should be doing? So I love that example because it just illustrates that, to be honest, the people that you see with success, and it doesn't have to be monetary success, but it could be, they're the ones saying, but what if it could be possible? What if it, you know, this this could be made? What if this, move, this could be turned into a movie? So I love that because I think that's a big mental or mindset shift that makes a difference between the people that are making things happen and they continue to make new things happen versus the people that are still trying to figure it out.
1: I think a big part of my comfort level with it, with, with being in those situations and putting myself in those situations is I, I don't have a fear of failure anymore because I have failed right. massively. I mean, every, and I just want to say ev- that is part of the process y'all. That is as much a part of the process as the win. So, you know, if it happens to you when it happens to you, because it will, Embrace it. That means that you are a business owner, you are an entrepreneur, you are a starter, there will be failure if there that that, if there hasn't been, honey, it's coming. That's part of it. Right. But for me, mine was on a very public stage, I was heading up a, a nonprofit film and television studio here in Naples. Naples is a very elite community, a lot of fortune 500 CEOs retire here. And a lot of them were very involved in the nonprofit. And so it was, you know, my face is in the glossy magazines in town and I'm on the radio in town and the television in town and having big glitzy events to raise money and raising millions of dollars. And all of a sudden it felt like overnight, it was a few months coming, but very quickly it, the whole thing just tanked and there was nothing I could do to stop it. With, what happened was within, within a year's time, seven of our donors were on their pledges to the tune of over a million dollars. And nothing was going wrong. And one of them their his wife was going to leave him. And so he couldn't do the money. And another one lost his job as a CEO. And so he didn't have the money. It was like things going on in their personal lives. But still, we didn't have the reserves to weather it. And so very publicly, the thing went south. And I had been all over town talking about this $50 million movie studio that we were building. I mean, all over town (laughs) with all the movers and shakers. And so it was one of those things where um, up until that point in my life, I truly thought that if you were just willing to work hard, you'd succeed. That the people who failed, it was a matter of, well, they, they just didn't work hard enough. And no, I can guarantee you, I put everything into that nonprofit, including all of my life savings and my children's college funds. I mean, I was all in yeah. and it still went south. And for that to have to live through that, then you really start learning, you know what? And I've never filed bankruptcy, but Walt Disney did and yeah. so did Ford. And the huge giants, the titans that we look at of, you know, I look at Walt Disney as a master storyteller and, but for his brother, Roy, that boy would still be bankrupt. I mean, it took his brother coming in to manage the business side of things. So once you've lived it, it's like, yeah, I can call up Hulu and and they can laugh at me and be like, Who are you? You crazy person on an island off the coast of Florida, why are you calling me? And I'll be like, okay, this is not a good fit. Thanks for taking the call. Have a good day. And it's fine. We'll move on to Netflix. You know, whatever, it's fine. So yeah, I think living through a massive public failure kind of strips you of that pride that shouldn't be there in the first place. There's some humility that you really, you really need to embrace. And then that humility leads you to a place of I'm here to learn. I'm constantly here to learn. So I don't call Hulu saying, I know everything about how this is going to be turned into your next streaming massive thing and make you millions of dollars. And I know everything about your business and how I'm going to feed into your business. It's more, uh, I have this podcast and it's got some listeners and I was thinking it might work for you guys. Can you tell me a little bit about how that might work? And then listening, it's, yes. it's that humble perspective of, I don't know everything about everything and I need to learn and listen.
0: Right. Well, and is there a need here, like or an interest because yeah. of it, some synergy? And then, well, the other thing, too, that you just said about just calling them up and then realizing, like, sometimes it's going to be no or not okay. right now. <laughs> it's OK. One, it might be the wrong place or the wrong person or the wrong opportunity. But sometimes it's the timing is wrong or so they think. How many times, you know, this probably happened to you, too. How many times has the has the um, whatever studio, the production house, mm-hmm. whatever they are said no. And then the person went and did it on their own. And then they're knocking at their door saying like, oh, we have a six book dealer. Oh, we have a movie. Mm -hmm. We want Now we want to work with you for Netflix. It happens all the time. So I think the reminder is don't let rejection or of course failure stop you because those are really just, they're stopping you. They're like yield signs where we need to learn from it and we need to like take notice. And then you keep moving, right? You keep on going because it's just like on the driving down the interstate. You know, if you, if you miss yeah. your turn, you don't just say, I'm going to give up and go home, right? <laughs> you, like reassess everything. And then you figure out the path forward to get to your final destination.
1: You know? Yeah. One of the guys that I, I reached out to at a streaming giant, I had seen a, um, an interview that he had given in one of the, the trades and it led me to believe that it might be a good fit for some of our content. So I reached out to him out of the blue. i literally, I think I found him on LinkedIn. I was like Googling for an email address or something. And I reached out and I was like, hi, you don't know me, but, and, uh, he, It took him a minute, but he got back to me and he said, okay, I have a couple of things going on that I can't disclose, but I'd love to talk to you. It's just going to be a few weeks. And honestly, I was like, well, this is either a really good brush off because I don't feel bad about it or (laughs) (laughs) really something on it. Turns out he was moving to another streaming giant and he wanted to wait because, you know, if we had talked at his old one, then he might not have been able to take it to his new one. So you never know. That's the other thing is you never know what's going on with somebody else. And 99% of the time, in the words of David on Schitt's Creek, it's not about you. They don't care about you. (laughs) It's about what's going
0: on with them. Right.
1: That's right. So true.
0: And here's the thing, guys. I just want to remind you that as we wrap up the end of the year, as we look back at this past year to see what we've accomplished, what ideas and efforts we've put out into the world, maybe ones we've been sitting on, but we'd like to get out there I just want to remind you, it's probably time to dust off the idea, go talk to someone about it, and see what you can make happen. And Rebecca says this during the podcast interview, and I just want to reiterate it. She says, do what you can with what you have right now. Oh my gosh, seriously, if we just all went with that um, motto, I think we would get so much more done and we would really reach for the success we're looking for. So that's my reminder to you. Take what you have and let's put it out there. Let's stop worrying about like, is it perfect or what's the direction or who am I reaching? Start sharing with people. Just take the kernel and go for it. And I think you will find that the idea develops and changes. And as you bring in more people, you will find greater success. And the other thing she mentions that I want to note is we have to be really authentic with who we are. And we have to be honest with where we're at in our process as a individual and as a business, because no one can help us if they don't know where we're at and what we still need help with. We have to be clear on what we're trying to accomplish, and we have to be clear on what we need and where we need help. So just be humble, be honest, be authentic, and, you know, be a great learner and just a generous person. So that's it for today. I just want to come on and remind you as we reflect back on the, you know, last 11 months or almost 11 months. And we just have a month and a half left of the year. I thought this was a great excerpt to revisit. Have a great day. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple podcast, because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at kristen at kristenfitch.com or DM me on Instagram, I'm at kristinfitch, and let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you're interested in getting moving and starting something new, I have a, a course coming up in January, that I will be pre-registering people for Cyber Monday and I'll have great sales. So check out kristinfitch.com for lots of great and exciting things coming up. Thanks again.